0: Hi guys, and welcome to episode 6, season 2, of Coffee, Cake, and Kegels. So today's episode is going to be about past life regression, and a few things in that realm. Um, I don't know, you know what, this actually changed my life, and put me on the path that I have been, you know, that I'm on. So, um... I just wanted to jump on here and talk a little bit about what it is and my experiences with past life aggression and, like I said, a few other things in that realm. Um, So, like I said, a few updates. I'm having surgery October 12th. Um, The next episode will be towards Halloween, and it will be about growing up haunted, um, in the haunted house that my sisters and I grew up in, um, and spooky tales (laughs) of that nature, uh, because of course, guys, it's my most favorite time of year, it is Halloween season, and I just love it so much, and, um, really weird though, I never liked getting dressed up for Halloween, I love looking at everyone else dressed up, and I love, um, you know the whole idea of halloween in that regard like the dressing up and all that but in general i just really love this time of year um you know what's today october 2nd so we are literally oh my god and we just had a full moon and guys we're gonna have a full moon on halloween my friend allison just told me last night and i can't believe it how freaking cool is that two full moons in one month that's even cooler so um lots of things to be excited about this month and you know lots of ways to really reflect because when full moons happen we should be reflecting and thinking about how we could change things and um or how we'd like to proceed going forward it's always a good time for reflection um and I usually do a full moon ritual which, you know, I'm not dancing around a campfire wearing, you know, a black hooded robe. Um, it's basically, it consists of just me. Uh, I charge all my crystals, which means I put them in the moonlight and I write down my intentions and I burn them. Uh, that's basically my ritual. It's nothing crazy. Last year was really nice. Um, you know, my kids and my husband, my sister even came and we sat around a, like a, um, a fire pit and we all wrote down our intentions, uh, what we'd like, to, you know, what we'd like for, you know, what we'd like to ask for our families or ourselves. And I have to say it was such a, it was such a nice experience because The things my kids said, because I, you know, my son was able to write, but my daughter obviously couldn't write. She was only five last year. And, um, you know, she couldn't write down her intentions, so she had asked me to write them down. And it was so sweet and so heartfelt. And, um, you know, for the most part, those intentions did come true. We had a year of abundance and we, we had good health, uh, even though the coronavirus, as you know, if you listen to the, you know this podcast, it did come through our house, but we made it through and you know, we're okay and that's all that matters. So you know, really good times to like think of those things. Anyway. On to the topic of past life regression. So backstory, of course. Many years ago when we had our gym, we had a member. Who would come in, she really wouldn't really talk to us. She would kind of like do her own thing, like we would be yelling out, you know, calls because it was kickboxing, so you know, jab, cross, hook, uppercut, five roundhouses, whatever. And she would kind of do her own thing. So I'm not gonna lie, we were jerks and we would be like, Oh my god, look at this one. She's like, What the hell? She's in outer space. Um, and then one day I was, I think it was Halloween time of year, and I was speaking to another member about how I had grown up in a haunted house and how the ghost hunters came and all that. I'm not gonna say anything else, you'll hear about that right before Halloween. Um, but so normally she wouldn't even wait till the end of the class, she would just like scoot out not say goodbye or anything. She just leave. So this particular day she's waiting around and I'm thinking like, great, she's going to cancel her membership, (laughs) you know, always worrying about money. So I was like, Oh God, here we go. Or she's going to, you know, she's going to complain about something. I just didn't know what to expect. Anyway, she came up to me and she's like, so I was, I was eavesdropping on your conversation before the class started and I was like, Oh, okay. And she's like, and you know, um, I've had experiences with, with spirits and things like that too. And, and I can't believe it, but I'm a lot like that. And we just got to talking and then we wound up like developing a relationship, but you know, you know how they say like people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lesson right? Those three, those are the three things. Those are the three, I guess, I don't know, reasons, even though the word's redundant, why people come into our lives. She was that person. She was the season. She was also the reason and she was also a lesson. I, you know, I swear that God intentionally brought her to our, you know, our gym. And just as she came in, after a couple of months, she was out. She moved and she's like, I have to cancel because I'm moving, you know, she was moving away and everything. And I'm like, wow, you know, this person taught me so much in the little time that I got to know her. So that's really cool. But little backstory. So, um, we used some dark magic to acquire the gym. And now I know some people listening are like, "What days? Come on you're, this is bullshit. It's not bullshit. Uh, so I'm a Scorpio. We are very tied to the occult. Um, and also as a kid, okay, I was always really tied. I I grew up in a haunted house. I had spirits around me. I saw ghosts. I, you know, I was definitely afraid of them when I was younger. You know, I, you know, they scared the crap out of me, but, and I will not entertain them now either. Um, not because I'm afraid, because I'm not anymore, but I just don't want to, you know, that to me is lower vibrational. But, um, in any case, I was always drawn to the dark side. I always was. And because I didn't, and but yet the light would call me too. And I'd be like, ah, I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I'm so drawn to darkness <laughs> because I'm evil. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, so when we wanted to get the gym, the doors kept closing in our faces. Legit, every bank denied us a loan. And then, I mean, I had a spell casting book. I was casting spell left and right. And um, also, uh, my husband Jim, he had went to a supposedly Wiccan store, and it wasn't really a Wiccan store. It was just a store where this man was not a good energy. He made candles that you basically told him what you wanted and he'd give you your wish in the candle and you had to just follow the directions. Legit, our wish was to acquire the funds to open our gym. Now listen, the universe shut us down so many times because we truly were not meant to have that business, right? However, when you push for something, you get it the universe says listen i got your back i'll work with you because the universe wants us to succeed and thrive so we wound up doing this whole candle thing and this it was like a 7 day thing you had to burn the candle blah 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 say this chant and specifically ask for what you wanted and whatever the case is and lo and behold the five banks that denied us loans called us back and said it was a mistake and we were approved okay so we did five banks at twenty thousand dollars a piece um yeah i'm not kidding that was wild still to this day it makes me sit back and say oh my god like i can't believe that happened and so we got the gym and so when you do magic of that kind you have to owe something in return and of course that's not told to anyone right so what did we owe back I guess I don't know a little part of our soul because when the gym as soon as we opened the gym I would see dark shadows out of the sides of my eyes uh, passing in the gym I would feel things in the gym um, just weird things, you know, the first year was phenomenal, even going into the second year, it was still good, and then everything literally just went downhill, like, it just completely took a turn for the worst, so, you know, it's funny because growing up, um, we had a family member, she had, she passed away, I think it was 2016, she passed, um, oh no, 2000. 2017 she had passed away but when I was younger always delving into the darkness like with the Ouija board and all that stuff she she's very spiritually connected she was very spiritual spiritually connected and she would know instinctively intuitively that I was in some kind of trouble with this darkness And she would call me. And I remember I was like 12 years old. I just started playing around with the Ouija board. She called me and she was like, listen, the Holy Spirit came to me and told me what you're doing. I don't like it. And I want to pray with you. And I need you to stop doing it. And I I would always listen to her because I always had the calling of the light. And she would tell me that because she used to dabble in dark magic. And she would tell me it gave me everything I wanted, but then took everything away from me. You know, and I, I used to like listen to her and and I really did admire her and look up to her, so every time in my life when this would happen, she would intervene, and I swear that was God intervening that was a divine presence intervening, saying, "Come to the light, Stacy, use the force, you know so um any case, when we had the gym, same thing she's like i you know I'm feeling that you're not doing something." of light, of goodness of God and you are, you know, you're it's 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 going to harm you and your family. And so of course I stopped. I, you know, repented for my sins and I don't mean I started to go to church or anything like that. I mean, if you've been listening this, you know, throughout these episodes, you know, I'm not the kind of person. I'm not into organized religion. I believe in a higher of divine being, God. You know, I I do pray and obviously you know, I believe in, you know, goodness and light. So what's funny is that after she passed away is when I was, you know, when I was gifted Reiki and my Reiki master said, there's a woman here. She's like an aunt, a grandmother, a mother, you know, um, a guide. She's very spiritual. Uh, she has a weird name and I used to call her, her name was Linda Tucker and I used to call her Tucker man. And uh, my Reiki master said, you know, I'm not, she has a weird name. Like you called her something. And I said, Tucker, man. And my Reiki master had to sit down because she was like, oh my God. Yeah, she is going to guide you in Reiki. She's going to help you heal people. And, you know, I was like, that's it. I'm never going to another psychic. I'm never, I'm never doing it because you know what guys, the truth of it is, is that we have the answers within ourselves. We do. We know when something is going to go wrong. We know when something is going to go right. It's that we don't trust. We all have this ability. All of us. It's whether or not we want to trust it and open it and accept it, you know, welcome it in. It's really, it's really us. We have these tools, you know? So in any case, um, that's that little backstory about us. So, um, you know... I truly believe that so you know that this person, that member, that gym member, she was sent to me to really help me expand the good gifts and to not be afraid of the good gifts that I have, you know, that we all have, but specifically me because <laughs> I'm talking about it. But um so she turned me on to past life regression. So here's what she did. She gifted me two books, and they were both by Dr. Brian Weiss. One book was Many Lives, Many Masters. I will say this book again at the end, if anyone would like to purchase it. Uh, it, it was super cheap. I think I got it for like $6. bucks. Um, life changing book. Life-changing in, in many ways, and not just about past life regression, obviously, but just in coping with death and, and things of that nature. So Dr. Brian Weiss... I wouldn't say he was an atheist. He says that in the book, like he wasn't atheist, but he really like, you know, he believed there was something bigger out there, but he wasn't like religious and definitely not a spiritual you know, spiritual or anything like that. He was a psychotherapist who used hypnosis to help his clients uh, cope with trauma and things of that nature. So he had you know, he put this client, I think her name was like Caroline in the book or something like that. He put her under hypnosis and she began talking about things that happened in lives beforehand. So she would bring up top, she would talk about things and say things and he would sit there like, what the hell is she talking, like what's going on here, you know? Um... And then she would speak and say that she's not herself, she's a master. And the masters are speaking through her. And um, again, he was like, what are the masters? And when she would come out of these, out of of hypnosis, she wouldn't really remember a lot. And, you know, Dr. Weiss would like explain to her like what she had said and all the stuff. And lo and behold, these past life regressions that she was having were helping her cope with relationships she currently had. So let me talk a little bit about that um, because it's like wacky and confusing, especially if this is your first time hearing about past life regression um, and things of this nature. So everyone everyone around us, our family, our friends, Even acquaintances we meet. You know when you meet someone and you look at each other and you're like, I know you. And the other person's like, I know you too. But you don't know each other because you've never met before. You actually do know each other. You you have been in the same soul circle. So in the book by Dr. Brian Weiss, the masters are divine beings under a supreme being who basically guide us. And determine if we, you know, help us determine if we want to come back, if we don't want to come back, because it's our choice. Our souls make that decision from the time we decide we want to be reborn. Some souls say, "I'm out of here. I ain't doing it again." Peace. And that's, you know, like it's explained in the book that that's why when a mother loses a child in labor and delivery, um, things of like it's that that soul chose not to come back at the last minute. they were like, I'm not doing this again. Um, and I know that sounds like hokey and whatever and minimizes losing a child but you know you have to read the book to really understand you know I'm not doing it justice obviously um, <laughs> if that's what you're if that's what you're thinking but that's why I just recommend reading it. but um so, we decide when we want to be born we decide when we're going to die and we decide if we're coming back or not it also depends on lessons we still need to learn so we have generational lessons we have to learn for example you know like there are all lessons in life right like lessons of kindness gratitude um greed right like the seven deadly sins those are lessons and people in our in our lineage have to go through, have to learn those lessons. And if they don't, we have to learn those lessons. So we're going to keep coming back until we get it right. Um, and also, if we wronged people, right? There's karma. So if we wronged people in our current life, our next life is to be determined due to the karma that we have, you know, been owed. So. What I'll talk about karma later, you know, later. Oh, my accent really came out. I'll talk about it later. So um, anyway, so we all stay in the same soul circle, right? And we, cu- we keep living lives together repeatedly, 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 um, hoping to learn these lessons or even hoping to break free from karmic ties we have to each other. You know, like, you know, when you're like, you have a... Okay, for example, you have a very difficult relationship with your mother. You feel like your mother hates you. You don't know why. You did nothing to her. Well, maybe you did in a past life. Maybe in a past life, you murdered her. Maybe you were enemies. Yet you were in the same soul circle. So the, the, these things can happen and In in his book... Another client, she had always issues with her mother and felt this way and felt like her mother hated her, her mother hated her, all this stuff. And it turns out that, oh no, it was the reverse, actually. Her mother babied her and was very overprotective of her. And it turns out, and always tried to make her happy, like no matter what, she just wanted to please her, her daughter, you know, and go, she would go through great lengths to do that. And it turns out that it's because the daughter murdered her in a past life so her mother brought those emotions into the next life trying to make her happy walking on eggshells because she was afraid of her so it's really wild how we carry this with us through lives we live over and over and over again no wonder why we're all like fucked up excuse the language but it's the truth like we really have a lot of baggage, man. And it's not just from the life we're living now. It's lives we've lived for, for you know, over and over and over again. So anyway, um, Dr. Brian Weiss, his first client that this happened to, Caroline, um, and if her name is, it might be Catherine. I really don't remember details, but... She basically had begun speaking about all these lives she lived. And he didn't really believe at first until he did his own research about the time period and things like that. And, you know, he said unless she was a history major or Rhodes Scholar, whatever, she would not have known these intricate details of those time periods. So that's what made him start to think like, hmm, you know, maybe there's something to this. So... You know, like I said, it's about, it was basically about learning lessons. And it helped me understand death to the point where I'm not afraid of death. Um, I really don't fear it. I do fear leaving my children behind. So like with the upcoming surgery, I'm not going to lie, I've been having panic attacks daily and I know how to calm myself with meditation, with deep breathing with Reiki uh, with journaling which I do. Um, I do all of these things and often however I can't seem to calm these panic attacks. They come like out of nowhere. Which is crazy because I have given myself high blood pressure because of it. <laughs> um never had high blood pressure before in my life, not even during pregnancies, nothing like that. Um I did have it during COVID but that was because i was also again panicking and stressed. So now it's to the point where it's so high that i had to go on medication. Anyway, um so that, you know, like all this stuff, but like i said, i'm not afraid of death or dying. I just was like, "Oh my god, you know, with surgery coming, i i don't want to die and leave my kids behind." You know, cuz they're too little, they need a mom. Anyway, <laughs> I've, I've made even peace with that aspect. Crazy to believe that I could make peace with that, but I did. So, um, during a past life regression, a person is basically placed under hypnosis in a therapeutic setting, and they're asked a series of questions that will help reveal identity, like their identity and events of lives lived before. Now is this is this thought of as real in the community of psychotherapists? Not so much. Because this really came about during like the whole spiritualism awakening kind of thing. And we all know that and you maybe you don't know that you know if you're Catholic or whatever denomination you are, stuff like this is frowned upon and looked at as evil or whatever because you know what if we're enlightened we don't need organized religion and i'm sorry if you don't agree or whatever the case is hear me out you know if you read the bible the bible will tell you you don't have to go to a place to worship a supreme being you don't have to go you know you don't have to pay to worship someone uh, not, and I don't even mean worship, but to connect to a higher being, something bigger than yourself. We don't need to do that. Um, we don't have to go to a place to do that, is what I'm saying. We don't have to, made to made, be made to feel guilty. Also, like I know for Catholics, you know, uh, you miss confession. You know, you can't you can't receive the holy sacrament, the Eucharist, whatever. It's a lot of guilt, fear, manipulation, and that's not what faith. Or spirituality is. So, you know, that's hence why I don't partake in any kind of organized religious belief. Um, So, you know, whatever. With that said, um, so... It's not really... It's not... You know, it's kind of frowned upon. Plus, to find a therapist who does past life regression, you're not going to find one. You're going to find a person who does past life regression and charges an arm and a leg. I know when I... when After I read this book, I had looked into it and I had... There were two people I found. One was in New Jersey, like all the way up north, and one was also in New York City. And the one in New York City, I contemplated because obviously... It was more convenient for me, you know, more familiar with the city than I was up North Jersey. So I found him, I reached out to him, and he told me it was $300 initially. And if nothing happened during the first session, because it's not, you know, you could be put under hypnosis and for a past life regression and nothing will happen because you're not ready yet. According to the masters, they only show you what you're ready to see. So if you're completely closed off and you don't, you know, you're you're living a life of fear and things like that, you're not going to see anything. So or you might see a little something, but it might take time. And so the guy told me it was $300 and then the second session would be 250. And the third session would be 200. And he would keep lowering it if you didn't see anything. And I just was like, you know, this is really I don't know, in this day and age, there should be more availability with these things that are considered like new age spiritualism. And I shouldn't just have two choices. So let me go, let me go to YouTube. And I did. I went to YouTube and I found a past life regression um, guided meditations. I, the one I really liked a lot was Lillian Eden. I think I liked her you know, particularly because I had good experiences with. Seeing things with her meditations, and um, don't get me wrong, it didn't happen the first time. It took a few times for me to see things, but I wanted answers. You know, I needed to know how I knew the people in my life. You know, how I knew the people that I, I'm with now, and what kind of role did they play in the other lives I lived? Like we carry karmic ties to everyone around us, so. I wanted to know. But before we get into some of the experiences I had, let me explain karma. So, karma is a force generated by a person's actions, and it's held in a Hindu, it's Hinduism and, you know, Buddhism, they basically believe that what you do in this life has ethical consequences and determines your fate in your next life. Um, but karma can be changed. You know, let's clear that up. We can change our karma. It is not permanent. However, how many times can you count on your hands that you witnessed a shitty person become a better person? Probably not many. So, you know, obviously, it's, you know, those you know, people will not be able to change their karma then. If they're not open to it and want to. So they will come back and repeat the same patterns until they learn the lessons they're supposed to learn, which really is so shitty if you think about it. It's like taking a test and failing it over and over and over again. That that's that stinks. Okay, so my first regression, like I said, didn't work. I saw nothing, which is common. Um, you know, it just it takes a lot of time and a lot of practice in you know, really grounding yourself and getting through the med, like listening to the meditation, listening to the words, focusing. So at this time in my life, uh, obviously we had financial struggles and our, you know, like our marriage was, we had issues in our marriage because of the financial struggles and blah, 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 blah. However, you know, my son was in preschool and I had some downtime, which I really needed at that time in my life. Um, So I was able to really relax and do these meditations. So the first one was how I knew my husband, and turns out we go way back. Like I'm talking the Crusades, okay? Um, I was about 13 years old, and the oh the first thing you notice when you do a regression is you notice your feet. So crazy, so crazy. So, um, and it says it in the book also that you will notice your feet, and I did. I noticed I had on, like, these sh- material, like a, I guess, like, cow hide, weird kind of shoes, but whatever, um, and the floor was so muddy, and just everything was dark. I don't mean dark, like, it, it was daytime. But everything was gloomy, very gloomy. There were no color, like no vibrant colors. Um, We basically lived in like a hut kind of thing. Um, We clearly were poor. And I was standing with two people who were my mother and father in that life, but they were not my mother and father in the life I'm living now. And the way that you could tell who your soul connections are, are in their eyes. So they don't look the same. Their face their faces are different, even me I didn't look like myself I didn't look like myself now um, but I knew it was me obviously because I was in that body looking at my feet first but um, so I was standing with these two people who till this day I have no idea who they were. I just know that they were in that life my parents and Jimmy was on a horse, all bundled up it was cold we were all we had a lot of layers on. And he was all bundled up, and he did not, of course, look like himself, but I noticed his eyes. They were, you know, his eyes. And my mother and father were praising him because he was going to fight for our religious beliefs. He was fighting in the Crusades. And, you know, they were so proud of him, and they were telling him, you know, you're doing the right thing, and this is for the, you know, great cause. It's for God. All this stuff. And I remember I was thinking, like, I felt so... Sad, because I knew he was never coming back. He was going to die fighting for this. I just knew it. And what's funny is when I came out of the meditation, he was sleeping next to me in bed because I would do them at night, you know, with my ear, earphones and whatever. And I was crying hysterical. I was like, oh my God. Ah! And he's like, what is wrong? What's wrong? And I'm, I said to him, I'm like, I know how I know you. I know how I know you. And he was like, um, yeah, you're married to me. <laughs> you know, totally a man, you know. And I'm like, no, I mean in a past life. And I told him his situation. And it's really funny because he he's obsessed with knights, the Knights Templar, who fought in the Crusades, who fought for the church. And then the church turned around and murdered them. So... You know Jim is is he calls himself an agnostic theist basically it's an atheist you know like there might be something out there but I don't know and it makes sense to me why he lacks faith it's because in that life he fought for something that turned against people like the cause he fought for the same cause turned against them and of course you're going to lack faith in that right but in, our, in life now, he's obsessed with swords. He took sword fighting classes, um, German long sword fighting he took. You know, he reads tons and tons and tons of books on the history of the Crusades, all that stuff. And it finally like clicked like, oh my God. This is why he is obsessed with that time period. So now if you read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters, They talk about this, how certain time periods or even places seem so familiar to us, and we really enjoy them. Um, For example, the time of the witch trials, to me, is just, you know, always struck something in me, even the Holocaust. I cannot watch anything related to the Holocaust. I cannot read anything related to the Holocaust. It literally brings up sheer panic in me. Um, And why? I'm not Jewish. I don't have relatives who are in concentration camps. You know, nothing of that nature. But I'll get to that. I'll get to that. You know, I'm going to come. We'll revisit this. But so it completely made sense why he was so into this time period. And it was like a light bulb. I I couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, so, you know, like I said, we go to a place that feels familiar to us, right? For example, like I said, I felt very drawn to Salem, Massachusetts. I, I felt, I feel drawn to the, the time period of the witch trials. However, I also feel drawn to Salem in particular. Granted, the witch trials were happening all over the world. You're, you know, all over. But... In particular, I feel very drawn to Salem. When I was teaching high school, it was like 2003, I believe, maybe 2002, no 2003. We took students to Salem and I couldn't believe how connected I felt to the streets and everything there. I just felt so connected and like I wanted to live there. And I feel I felt like I needed to live there. If that's if that makes sense, I I just I belong there. And at the time, I'm like, yeah, because it's like wackos like me, you know. Like that's what I was thinking in my head. I did not have any idea of past life aggression. Like I obviously this is many many years ago. I had no clue. So then um, a couple like two years after that, I was given the opportunity to teach juniors. And I taught junior lit, and one of the books we would read, well, the play was *The Crucible* by Arthur Miller. And every year we'd watch that movie, and I would cry in my class like a Jewch. And my students would be like, "Oh my God, Miss I, why are you crying?" And I would just say, like, "Don't you don't you feel the injustice? Like that was done to these people, like the injustice and." and you know how so many lives were lost over such stupidity and you know it really would affect me and i would it would bring up like how i felt about the holocaust it would bring up a panic in me like i i lived it or something and um it's crazy because i had done an akashic record um, kind of like meditation and i'll i'll explain what the akashic records are in a few minutes But, um, and I saw myself as a healer. I was an old woman and I was working with herbs over like a pot, you know, with a fire underneath it and men stormed in and they murdered me. So I do believe I lived in that time and I was murdered for being basically a healer you know, I, I, obviously it wasn't witchcraft, um, but it may have appeared to be because I was using herbs to make, I guess, elixirs or whatever to like help the villagers or whatever it is to make medicine, you know, cause that was how they made medicine back then. But, um, yeah, so that was really traumatic for me. Honestly, that was really traumatic for me, um, to see that, but I guess I was ready, right? Cause they only show you when you're ready. But any case, um, just it was just really, really crazy, you know, to think, and and millions of women and men and children were murdered for supposedly being witches, which is just insane to me. Um, the lack of knowledge, and I don't even know what else these people had back then. So now back to. The Holocaust. When I was growing up, I was obsessed with religions of all kinds because I was always like searching to find the religion I fit into. And it took me many years to realize I don't fit into a religion, right? So as I just had mentioned kind of earlier about organized religions, I would tell my mother I was becoming, you know, mom, I'm going to be Protestant. And she'd be like, go with Stacey, whatever. <laughs> or mom, I'm going to become Wiccan. But, you know, even that, I'm like, I don't, I don't fit into this. Like, I just don't. I don't believe in organizing. I don't believe in rules. I just don't, you know, when it comes to faith and spirituality. There shouldn't be rules, you know? Um, And then I also was like, what I really found, like, what I really was intrigued with was, you know, becoming Jewish. I was always just drawn to the faith of Judaism. I just, I don't know why, but I, I mean, I know why now. So my next door neighbors growing up, they were a Jewish family and I had become very friendly with the kids and they would invite me to all of their holidays. And I freaking loved it. I felt when they would read and they would speak Hebrew. I just, I don't know. I felt like I belong. I just felt so comfortable with them for their holidays. And I would go to temple with them and I just loved it. And it was probably because they had like donuts and stuff afterwards and you never got that stuff at church. So I don't know, but I really just loved it. And it made me feel so at home and so comfortable, you know, to be a part of their tradition. And it just felt really almost, I guess, familiar to me. So years, you know, years go by, and now here I am doing past life regressions, and, you know, I did a past life regression where I saw myself as a little boy in a concentration camp with my father, who is my father present day. He did not look like my father, however, he had his eyes, and we were holding hands, and it was my dad's hand. You know, I felt his skin, I just knew it was my dad and we were stripped naked, and we were awaiting our death. And I remember feeling, as that little boy, so much anger for my father. So much anger, saying, like, fight! Why can't you fight for us? And it's really really interesting because in my life at that time, I felt like my dad never protected me and never defended me growing up. So I, like current life, you know, in the life I'm living now, I felt like my father was never like my protector or my defender and, you know, going through that, having that past life regression taught me that that's not how, that's not the way I feel now is not relevant to this life because my father did not really have, he didn't have to protect me or defend me in this life. I didn't need protecting or defending in this life I'm living now. I needed it then. And of course he couldn't, because if he had stood up, right, it would have led to death regardless. So it really helped me, it helped my relationship with my father. Again, I came out of that and I was hysterical crying and I called my sister and I was like, I know, Dad. me and daddy were in a concentration camp together. You know, and it's funny because my father, you know, think, you know, listen, he's in, he's in his, he's in his late seventies, very stubborn old man. He is a racist. However, he loves Jews, loves them. And he, you know, he some of his, uh, you know, he's a barber and some of the people's he cuts are rabbis. And he's had relationships with these rabbis for years. And it's just funny because my father will never ever say a word about Jewish people never, ever. Everyone else is, you know, (laughs) whatever. Everyone else is, you know, fair game, but he will never talk about Jewish people. And again, putting it together, my love of Jews, my not being able to, I mean, my love of not, you know, like my love of Jewish people and their holidays and all that stuff. And then you know, not being able to read anything about the Holocaust or watch anything about the Holocaust, um, and then my dad's love of the Jewish people, and same thing, like, my father, it, 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 like, devastates him to talk about the Holocaust, and he wasn't, you know, he clearly did not live it, however, he did in another time, and it's really, really crazy, you know, so, it's just, it's just wild to me, and, I don't know. I just feel like if you can read the book, it changed my life in so many ways. And I don't know, I think it would be really, really beneficial. And I mean, I could sit here all, all day and talk to you about regressions. Cause I had, a, you know, quite a few, but I'm not, I want to talk about the Akashic records. So if any of you follow my enlightened soul healing page on Instagram, you, you may notice that I post tarot cards from the Akashic Records tarot, tarot deck. Um, so let me explain a little bit. These records have been believed by the Egyptian ancient Egyptians, Tibetans, Greeks, Indians, Mayans. They believe that there basically is a hall of celestial records that exist and explain everything about us and all the lives we've lived and will live. So it's past, present, future. Even in Psalm 139, David explains that God has written down his entire history, everything about him, all the details, even that are like even the imperfect ones and the deeds that he has yet to be performed. Okay, so in Psalm 139, David explains how there is some kind of record with all of his information. The Akashic Records are also referred to as the Book of Life, and that is mentioned in the Bible many, many times. So there's something to this. And many people have spent extensive time researching and learning how to access these records. So I came upon these records watching... I was on YouTube looking up meditations, and I stumbled upon this woman, Linda Howe, who has she studied, you know, for many years the Akashic Records, and she studied with gurus who, like Tibetan monks and things of that nature. There are, there are quite a few people who have studied these records and how to access them. And she developed basically, um, it's called like a pathway prayer. So it's an Akashic Record pathway prayer. And when I did the prayer, Um, I did, she said, you will, you know, you may see someone will come to guide you on your journey through the Akashic records. And it's a guide. We all have guides around us. We don't see them, but we can learn who they are and we can ask their name. I know it may sound hokey and whatever, but we're not alone. You know, we are energy and there's energy all around us. So for us to think that, you know, it's just us in a room alone, we're a little naive. Um, so basically I did this I did this prayer meditation and uh the first thing I saw was a man come towards me and he introduced himself and he said, "Hi, I'm Jonah. I'm your guide." And at first I was like, "Get the hell out of here." Was I thinking of like the Jonas brothers or something? You know, where did I get this name Jonah from? But ironically, I'm reading another book called Illumination and Jonah was mentioned in that book recently, and it hit me like, wow, wow. You know, like, I I was meant to read that book for a reason. Um, Anyway, so he led me on that journey to see myself as the old lady working with the herbs who got murdered. Yay! (laughs) Thanks, Jonah. But in all honesty, it was, like I said, it was very traumatic for me, but I needed to see it. I needed to see that. Because I had asked, my intention going in was, what holds me back from healing and helping other people? What holds me back? And it was the fear of not being accepted or people thinking I'm weird. And so I needed to see that. I needed to see that, you know, I did it then as well. And I was killed for it, but I could let that go now. You know, today's day and age, I'm not going to be, you know, burned at the stake. So, you know, it's quite different, you know? So i need i needed i needed to see that in order to heal. Um so i thought that was really really cool. But anyone can access these, you know, the akashic records. Anyone could do it. And i think that it's really about us opening and expanding our gifts. We all have them. They're inside us. You know? Um we have a third eye. Legit we have a pineal gland or pineal people say it different ways. It's a gland above our eye, you know, right up above our eyebrows right in the center of our forehead that legit has a retina. That's why it's called a third eye. The gland has a retina. There's no mistake in why you know we were created this way. We have the ability to expand our consciousness. Instead of staying stuck in the beliefs that are, have been around us for forever, really to keep us stifled, you know, um, we are all celestial beings. We all are. We just have to learn to expand on them. So um, if you are interested in learning about past life regression, I really urge you to read that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, by Dr. Brian Weiss. He has another book, I think Love is Real or something like that. There are three books. I read all three, um, but by far the best was the first one, which is Many Lives, Many Masters. Also, if you're interested in doing a past life regression meditation, Um, You can look up Lily and Eden, but when you search it on YouTube, you have to type in Lily and Eden past life regression meditation, um, just so you don't get like a whole bunch of other junk that doesn't apply. And the last one, if you want to look up that prayer to access the Akashic Records, you can Google Linda Howe, H O W E and type in Akashic Records Pathway Prayer, and it'll come up for you. So it's a prayer, along with um, it's like an it's like a beginning prayer and then a closing prayer, and then she gives you like a few other um, basically like things you need to do to access them. And again, take your time. You know, there's no wrong way. It's really about you being calm and being open to what the universe is trying to tell you and i'm sure you will get messages eventually Um, you just have to remain calm and keep at it once again thank you so much for listening and i hope you have a great day